So what we're discussing is that the second stage of growth, Kenegida Taiva, desire. And we said that desire presents us with a picture of the world which is very shallow. It's almost as if desire um, presents the covering, the camouflage, the peel of the world and the fruit of the world is left under the surface and untouched. And that's why you could say that in the Pasuk when he describes desire, it says, Don't go after your eyes. Because the eye is the sense, the sense of sight, is the part of the person that gets the external appearance of what everything is. So the Taivulay Naim, it says in the Pasuk in regard to the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the Gan Eden, that the Taiva is to the eyes, because the eyes don't penetrate beneath the surface. They see what's on the externalities. So Taiva sees the external world. The Gon, Vilna Gon, says the opposite of Taiva is Bitochen, is the trust in Hashem, which is counterintuitive, but gives way to an understanding that a person, when he perceives the world through the eyes of Taiva, it doesn't only have ramifications in regard to the way he chooses to spend his time and what he wants to pursue, that if he's about Taiva, a person who's a desiring individual, he'll invest time, money, effort into fulfilling those desires. That's not the only way that Taiva changes one's perspective of the world. There's a much deeper and perhaps more destructive way that Taiva changes our perspective of the world, and that it habituates us to see the externality as the reality. And therefore we lose a connection with the depth of the of living and the idea of deeper dimensions and certainly the idea of the guiding hand of providence of Akash Bokhu being involved in our lives. If a person becomes habituated in Taiva, so then his life also becomes a series of random and disconnected events which just happen to be. Because he sees the events, he doesn't see the underlying connectivity between them. And therefore, when a person does see the Hashkoch Hashem, he does understand that there's a deeper aspect to the world and that what appears is merely the surface of a much, much deeper and more powerful entity. So then he too stems his physical desires because the externality doesn't have the same level of appeal for him. Furthermore, it develops into a very different kind of relationship with the self. Because if I am about Taiva and I live on the surface of the world, so then I live on the surface of reality and interpret events as random and not as divinely guided and orchestrated. I see people and things for what they appear to be and not what they are. And I see myself as that as well. My physical appearance becomes of primary importance, the way I'm presented to others, 
my entire being becomes externally focused and the internal essence of self becomes almost a faraway exiled prisoner deeply embedded in the distant shores of my inner being which doesn't sound so great Pastus. So there's a pasuk in Mishnah which gives us deeper understanding into this. Betach el Hashem. Betach el Hashem. Trust Hashem. Bechol libecha. With all your heart. Ve'el binasecha al tishoyen. And do not rely, do not lean on your understanding. I think this is taking one step further. A lot of times, what pulls us out of ourselves and what pulls us out of Bitochen, of a Baruch Hu, when do we lose our capacity to be present in the moment? When we lose our Bitochen. Bitochen means faith, trust in Hashem. Trust in Hashem is not only a nice thing to have, but the Vilna Gaon says it's, it's the essence of everything. And he says an even more astonishing thing, that it's better for a person to be a Baal Bitochen, someone who has this connection to the Creator, and do Averas, than a person that doesn't have it and do Mitzvahs. Because he says the essence of mitzvahs is the mitzvah, and the essence of mitzvahs is a relationship to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The essence of mitzvahs is there's something that unites all of them, the Abish himself. And if you're doing them just as robotic performances, so then you're missing the point. Interesting, no? If b'tachin is at the heart of doing mitzvahs, then how could you say someone that's a b'tachin is doing only averes? I didn't say he's doing only averes. I say he could do averes. So even if he does a veras, he's better off than a person that does all the mitzvahs and no veras but doesn't have a bitochen. Okay, the point is as follows. I'm, I'm fascinated by the end part of this part of this, I'll be not What pulls us out of the moment? When do we lose our sense of equilibrium? So the Maral says it slightly differently. He says, when people get scared, and he makes an analogy, he says, when a person's scared, fearful, he becomes fragile. And things which are fragile break. So a person, when he becomes scared, he becomes susceptible to breakage. When a person is bitochen, he's solid, he's strong, and he becomes resistant to breakage. So I like that analogy. But I think it's based on the following idea. I'll be I'll be what's the Russian? Al binoscho al tishoyen, and on your understanding, on your bino, don't rely. It means as follows: the reason why I'm often pulled out of the moment is because, but what happens if, and you never know if, and it could be that, and you never, and I've got all these grandiose theories that I'm working through in my mind. Then, then you go there, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to, I can't be in the moment because there's so much to worry about. How it's all going to work out? What's going to happen? It's all rubbish. It's all rubbish. It's in your head. It's a lack of bitochen. 
when you're with Hashem, everything turns out great. Everything turns out great. There's a sense of feeling. There's a sense of security. There's a sense of... The, the, the best analogy is what you're trying to do with Bitochen is to get back to being an absolute child. Have you seen children? Unless they're undergoing major trauma, they're actually happy. Children are happy. They're just happy. Well, but, but, you know, do you know how traumatic growing up is and there's potential bullies and there's, you know, it's just like, it's not a, children are happy. Why? Because they're in the moment. Well, what's going to be tomorrow? What's going to be tomorrow? It'll be good. There's natural optimism. There's natural exuberance. So what happens to us? What happens to us is we overcomplicate things. I'll be not don't start thinking and 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 thinking. What happens when you think and you think and you think and you think and you think? You become miserable. You become scared. You become fragile. You become easy. Forget it. Forget it. Shem's in charge. Yes, imagine yourself. You're standing on the edge of a cliff and Shem's there to catch you. Just jump off. Catch you. This is not the miser. He may not. He may not. may not jump off any cliffs until further notice. <laughs> Point I'm making is, you see a child, you see a baby, they've got absolute bitochen. They're cradled by their mother. There's no, there's not fear. There's not nothing. Total trust. Full. So we may have this fear that we naturally lose as we develop more and more faith, more bitochen. Um, but we develop a different fear. We develop the fear of Hashem. Ah, that's actually Gemara's question. The Gemara says, it says in the Pasuk, it says, Asher Adam Tomid. Happy is a man that's perpetually afraid. So Gemara says, it's, it's, the one Amora chastises another one for being scared. He says, why are you scared? So he says, what do you mean? It says, Asher Adam Tomid. You should always be scared. He says, no, that's talking about Divrei Torah. In other words, it's positive to be scared about Divrei Torah. So we have to discuss what the nature of that fear is. It's an interesting fear. It doesn't disturb the bitachin or your equilibrium. Binyamin. Um, I once found a video and it says that bitachin actually can bring to your shaman. Can bring to your shaman. Yeah. It says bitachin brings to your shaman. <coughs> I understand that because if you realize that you are totally reliant on Hashem, so that it's like he's carrying you on his shoulders, you don't want to do anything to him. So the the question really is how to get to bitochen, right? That's the that's the question because bitochen isn't isn't it's not it seems to be it's, it's not a simple state to evoke. When you have it, you all know when you have it. You no, know, sometimes when you just absolutely bitochen, you know how in modern Hebrew the word bitochen means how you translate it, confidence. It's a great great, great translation. When you trust Hashem, you're confident, you're strong, you're solid. You don't, you don't worry about anything. I one time heard the muscle of uh, watermelon being compared to a watermelon, how watermelon's a very fragile, very soft fruit, but it has a very, one of the toughest rinds out of all the fruits in the world, and that's why watermelon's called avatea. Because it has that sense of, it's being guarded around, it's very sensitive, but it has this very strong guard around it. <laughs> it's one of the dodgiest things I've heard. 
I liked it, Adam. Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. I heard it's one of the one of the top, one of the biggest people in Chicago. But the watermelon club, Avatea. I don't. You gave the watermelon the name Avatea. I think in 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 Chumash, Avatea doesn't mean uh, watermelon. Huh? What does it mean? Tanana, isn't it in the pasuk in Shmois? Right? With the Mitzrayim, they remember the Avatichim. I think it means. I think Rashi says now it means some type of squash. Okay, but uh, listen. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure the person has color covered. I'm just. I, I can't. You know what I'm saying. I, I, I don't know him. That's why I've got a big mouth. <laughs> Truth is, I mean, I can also make trashes about all different kinds of fruits. Just give me a fruit, and I'll make up a tart about it. Bananas, banana, banana, ben, ben, ban, ben, ben, na, na. You hear what I'm saying? Ben, no, of course. Do you know the relation between the banana, its shape, and its? Shall I put all together the banana, the word, and its numerical value? So simple, so simple. The banana is a fruit, and why is it? So it, it is a strange name. Banana. So it's if you if you if you separate the letters base nun, it's base nun nun hey, right? Base nun nun hey. So base nun is ben, and nun hey is na. So already you don't you say ben na, ben na na. So ben is a numerical value of fifty-two, right? Which is when you spell it backwards, nun base, nun base. Um, na has a numerical value of fifty-five. Okay. Now, interesting enough, if you do the small gematria where you add up the letters, so five and two is seven. And five and five is ten. So seven and ten are both deeply mystical numbers. Seven is the completion of a cycle, and ten is the entirety of the universe. It's the, it's the complete the system in its entirety. Now, banana is looked upon as one of the most complete fruits that there are. It's loaded with potassium. It's filled with energy. Apparently, it doesn't. It doesn't. I know we have to experiment with it, but there's recent studies which say it doesn't affect. Even though it's a high GI, it doesn't affect diabetes. In fact, it can help to cure it. Um, it's, 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 it has a completion to it. The interesting thing is, though, the shape. The shape is a semicircular shape. Now, a circle is also a connected essay. A circle is a, comp- is, a, is a completion. So over here, it's the circle which begins, but it's not completed. Because the essence of a banana is you have to take the mundane, which is the seven levels, and reach the ten. How do you do that? When you eat to the same shemaim, you make the circle complete. How's that? Eh? How's that for making up rubbish on the spot? <laughs> well, what does that have to do with betachan? Eh? I had absolute faith that I could make up rubbish on the spot, and I was right. Nice. How's that? How's that? Just give me any random item, and I'll give you its mystical significance. I think we opened that as kids. <laughs> Thank you. Someone try to prove God by bananas too before. <laughs> Why would there be something that's just so perfect to hold? And like this is this whole thing of like why God exists through the banana. Like, yeah, about you. Yeah, and then I came to Orsamea. So. <laughs> Good for you. It worked. Yeah, we're very susceptible, you know, to everyone just like coming up with stuff 
And if, as long as they have a beard and a keeper, we believe that's <laughs> a Baltashu. So that's why a person has to not not uh, forget his uh, his critical thinking <laughs> ability and be a little bit uh, inquisitive when the person presents you with information. It's, it's a, it is a very difficult position to be in because essentially you, you are in the position of not having the knowledge. But it should definitely not stop you from questioning everything that you're taught. Dean, of course, unless I tell you. Dean. Um, so I see that the positive element of like having better khans like a child so that you're completely in the moment and so you have no worries. But then at the same time, being in the moment, just thinking, not thinking about repercussions. And it's irresponsible, isn't it? There's definitely some negative side to that as well. Being as a child, only thinking of the moment. No, say the thing the so the the pasuk says betach el becha. The maral says betach. It doesn't say betach Hashem, which is usually the preposition used. It says betach el Hashem, to Hashem, and he explains that when you're engaged in your mundane activities, have the awareness that really it's not you that's doing it there's a higher power that's actually making things happen. It doesn't mean that you have to relinquish engagement in the physical world. It means that you have to have a deeper element. That when you're doing this, even though you're doing this, you know there's really something else that's making it work. So you go and you apply for a job, but you don't think that the only reason you're going to get this job is because the way you presented yourself in the interview and the way you're so able to convince this guy that you're the guy for the job and because of your fantastic CV and because of your recommendations, that's why you're getting the job. Rather, you think, I'm doing this, but if I get the job, it's because Hashem is allowing me to get the job. In other words, it's the opposite of Taiva. You see that there's a deeper mechanism. That I'm doing what I need to do, and then if the job is meant to be mine, the job will be mine. If the job is not meant to be mine, the job won't be mine. It takes away all the anxiety. You can be absolutely confident. Because if you're doing what you need to do, so then the best thing will happen. You don't necessarily know what the best thing is. So that's why it says, Don't lean on your understanding. It doesn't say dismiss your understanding. It says that's not what you're relying on. You're not relying on your, on your bina. You're relying on Hashem. But you're doing. It's, it, you understand that, that that act is the opposite act of taiva. The act of taiva is you compromise the essence for the externality. The act of bitachin is you compromise the externality for the essence. It looks like I'm doing this. Why? Because I'm going through the motions. Applying for the job. I'm presenting myself well. It looks like I'm really thinking that this is the, the real cause and effect. And on a deeper level, like, this is really not working at all. And often in life, you'll see how your results in terms of your, your efforts and what, what actually is produced are very, very random according to the natural cause and effect. You'll go for a job interview with this guy and they'll downright reject you and you'll think this is the worst thing that's ever, ever happened to me in my life. Next thing you know, a much better offer comes across and they hire you in a second. And completely for a random reason. And from my own personal experience, whether they've ever been hired, that could be a problem or there could be a bracha. I've seen that in, in uh, many different events that your efforts go in one direction and the results come in a much more productive way from a completely different direction. And it's quite amazing. But it's only, it's only if you're awake to see that there's a deeper, deeper level that you actually even be, be aware of it. Otherwise, everything would just be 
I'll do this. And then, oh, this happened. Wow, that's a stroke of luck. All's done. There's, there's a difference, right? What you're saying between some sort of responsible, productive foreplanning and useless worry as far as like what you actually can... In other words, you plan, but there's no, there's, there's no edge to your planning. Because you realize you're just actually putting in effort, but you're not doing it. The edge to the worry and the anxiety occur when I'm in control. When I'm in control, anything could happen. How does that tie into decision-making, though? Very closely. Decision-making means that I have to make... I can't, actually can't make a foolproof decision. Foolproof? Foolproof. It can't, it can't be. I make... I decide, given the fact that I decide responsibly what's going to be, and then I go with it. What will be? I don't know what will be. But I'm doing something responsible. The only thing I have to do in my decision-making process is get out of negligence and be responsible. But in terms of what's actually going to happen, it's in Hashem's hands. It's totally in Hashem's hands. It's the feeling of either I do, either the control is with Hashem or the control is with me. When the control is with me, I have to control it, I will always be in a state of angst because there are factors I can't control. So, so thinking that I'm in control will always breed anxiety. The minute I say I'm not in control, but I have to give the impression. So now it comes out exactly the opposite of Taiva. Taiva, we take the act, the play as reality. In Bitochen, we take the essence as reality. In Taiva, we look at the external presentation, the surfaces, that's what's really happening. And inside is just a joke. And in Bitochen, we say, what I'm doing now is I'm just acting. What's inside is a reality. So it comes out that our life is we're actually just performing. We're just doing a performance which, which, which is the, it's, so, it's so less stressful. Go to a job interview. There's not a reason in the world to be nervous. You make a decision which is responsible. There's no reason in the world to be nervous. Because you're not in control. All you have to do is you have to create a kli, a vessel for the brocha to be contained by. But you don't have to make it happen. Because there's no real cause and effect. There's an appearance of cause and effect, but you know that that's not working. So therefore you just play along with it. Because you have to, it comes out that your ishtadlus, the acts that you do, are just a way of hiding the presence of Hashem. It's tznius. You want to hide Hashem. Hashem doesn't work through open miracles. So you have to, prepare, you have to, you have to give a smoke cover. So Hashem can give you money on the spot. Doesn't have to, you don't have to have a job. But you don't want it to look at that's a grub. It's like it's so open, it's so obvious. So you create a smoke cover, so you go and get a job, and then the money comes through that. But the job is just a, a vessel to hold the money. That's all we're trying to do, Gary. We're just trying to create Kalim. Is that what your establishment is? It's creating a clean. You know, can can you can you can you guarantee that you're gonna meet your wife? Do you know what I'm saying? Chance of meeting someone that's appropriate for you. Oh next to nothing, okay? <laughs> Not only you. It's impossible to find a woman that you can spend the rest of your life with. It's an impossibility. It's an impossibility. So when you, when you think you're in control, so then I've seen the people that think they're in control. They're phoning up 15 different chatkhanim. <laughs> they're going out on a different shidduk every single night. And uh, 
they're just always in a state of absolute stress because it has to happen, it has to happen now and then but you're not in control what do you do? you do what's enough to cover it up to make sure it's an open miracle it will come it will confidence, what a beautiful way to live it's a beautiful way to live just think, oh yeah is, is there um correlation between the amount of um, assistance you get with Hashem and the amount of Betuchen you have in him? Or if you don't really have the Betuchen, is he still there helping and guiding for you? So the Chayvus Alvavas and others for him say that the more, the more you trust, the less you do. So the more you have, the more you on that. You know, it's not something you can fake. You know, you have to create the 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 the, the less your level be talking, the bigger clear you have to create for the bracha to come. So if somebody really doesn't have that, then maybe it is appropriate for them to be kind of. Yeah, it's sad, know. but it's yeah. Right, Binyamin. Um, the child has that actually. So the, the child, the child, in other words, that state of that childhood innocence is is a connection to a deeper part of ourselves. The suggestion over here is that when when you say you have to give up your you have to not rely on your bina on your own mind it suggests that there's there's the cerebral and the cognitive and that ain't going to work rather be in the place which is deeper than the thinking mind same thing as we said yesterday that day before that that bitochen is living in a place which doesn't require all these very elaborate thought processes it's a very simple place Not in, not it doesn't involve Hashem in overt, premeditated fashion. It just is. That, that when you reach that state of being, you're reaching a part of yourself which is connected to Hashem. So it's not, it's not a matter of philosophical discussion. It's a simple reality. That's where you are. Because you can't be in that place. For example, as I said to you, the the way that the alternative to be betochen in terms of global human existence is you either live with angst or you live with bitochen. Either life is random, if you want to be honest, either life is random and therefore any situation is extremely terrifying because anything could go wrong at any point in time. And the only kind of, the only way you can satisfy yourself is if you protect yourself against as many eventualities as you can. Like the, the unfortunate couple that in, uh, in 19... In the early 1980s or the 82, the Falklands War. The 82 Falklands. Falklands is a tiny little island off, I think now it's called Les Maldivas or something. It's a tiny little island off Argentina. There's nothing there. There's like green grass and sheep. And for some bizarre quirk, it was under British control. It was a so called British colony um, in the 80s. And uh, Galtieri, who was the 
Prime Minister of Argentina wanted to annex it to Argentina. I mean, it made a lot of sense. But Maggie Thatcher felt that she wanted to retain her British pride. So it actually caused a major war. And this poor little island became <laughs> the showdown of the English and the Argentinian forces. So the bizarre twist of fate is there was a couple that moved to Falklands because they were scared of the threat of war. So they found the most desired, deserted, isolated little island that no one's going to care about to move to. So that's, that's the irony of angst. In other words, the sense of security comes from a place where, why are you secure? Why are you secure? Well, it's because I have trust in what? So it's not spelt out, it's not described, but it's intuitive and intuitive way to say, I know everything's going to be okay. But why do you know everything's going to be okay? Why, why are you so confident everything's going to be okay? Well, if it's a random world, I'm not. It means that that state is perforce connected to Hashem. It's not a religious state, it's, it's an intuitive. Yeah, it's an intuitive connection to God as opposed to like a formal theological realization based on a series of different formula, formulated arguments. It's, it's, it is, it is. Just is. Gary J. How, how is randomness tied up? You said that tie is Random type is random because Taiva doesn't see the essence, it only sees the externality. And on the external level, cause and effect is random. When there's no deeper aspect to it. Taiva is I look at a person. I don't see what the inner workings are. I see their shell. So therefore I don't see anything beyond the shell. So that shell is whatever it is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Um Taiva is also random because it's not <coughs> doesn't have an approach. It's not that you, it's not it's not it's a response to a stimulus. So whenever there's a stimulus, it responds. It's not a, it's not a you're not you're not guiding you're not guided. Person's going on the going walking on the path. I always have this this strange thought when I'm walking. Through. You know when you walk through these long airport corridors, and they have these huge billboards on either side of the walkway. I would always be wondering, like, if you imagine imagine this analogy, you're walking there and it's like, generally, generally people walk in purpose and direction. But those, those, those adverts are like, they're often very entertaining and you can get distracted. So I always like perceive like the, the idea of tithes in life is life is this walkway. And the tithes are these billboards on the side that you can actually climb into and go there. So you're like you're trying to get there, but then you see this. So you go off over there. So it's, it's, it's the experience of of time is always a random experience. Different aspect. It's on the surface, and on the surface things are are whatever they are. There's no deeper perspective to them, and also the actual response to stimulus is in itself a random set of events. Okay, everybody. So I think we've run out of time.